Flutter is a graphic novel series about a girl who shapeshifts into a boy to get the girl. Over the course of the series, she learns that being a guy has its own difficulties and pretending to be someone else has consequences. Flutter is a collaboration between Jeff McComsey and me, Jenny Wood. We published Flutter, Volume 1, a full-color graphic novel in 2013 with indie publisher 215 Inc. This year, again working with 215 Inc., we're publishing the second volume of Flutter. 215 Inc. is a small press fighting the good fight. They have used all the resources they have available to support Flutter. However, the one thing we have yet to accomplish is getting enough copies of the full-color graphic novels printed so that we can get them into comic shops. This is where you come in. With your help, we can print enough copies of Flutter to work directly with the distributor on getting Flutter into comic shops. All the money raised by this Kickstarter will go towards printing copies of Flutter Volume 1 and 2. Any money over our initial goal will go towards printing more Flutter. Not only will you be helping us accomplish this dream we have, but you'll be supporting 215 Inc., an indie press that provides a nurturing, supportive publishing home for comic artists and writers. For rewards, we have copies of Flutter Volume 1 and 2, original Flutter art from Jeff, and other books by both of us. I'm offering a one-on-one -on -one version of the comic writing class that I teach at Grub Street, as well as various manuscript consultations. We also have some fun rewards if we hit our stretch goals. On behalf of 215 Inc. and Jeff, I thank you for your time and support. You're listening to the Canned Air Podcast. Your refusal to listen will be one more reason for me to fire up my death ray and take over the world. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Can Dare, a tribute to comics and pop culture. I'm Jeremy Colley. And I'm Jack Doherty. And joining us today, we have the creators of Snow, the Dawn, writer Nick Good, and illustrator Harry Hughes. Thanks for being with us today, guys. Yeah, no worries. Cheers for having us. Uh, we've got a good show, though. Uh, we're going to be talking a little about Daredevil that's been on Netflix now for about, what, uh, 48, 48 hours? hours. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Possible spinoff for Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in our near future. And then we're going to be turning it over to Nick and Harry to talk about Snow the Dawn. But before we do all that, let's get to recaps. Recaps! All right, let's just start right into Daredevil. Have you guys watched Daredevil at all on Netflix? Yeah, I've watched the first seven episodes, I think. I'm, I'm yet past me then. <laughs> what do you guys think? It's, I'm loving it. It's amazing. Like, it's pretty brutal. Um, and I'm loving with Kingpin as well, how they've kind of introduced him with a bit of mystery. And then I love that he's quite quiet and awkward, but you just know that he's got this quiet rage in him. Exactly. Yeah. One of these times he's just going to snap and we're going to... I mean, aside from what we've already but, seen yeah. in those first uh, six or seven episodes. The car door. Yeah. The car door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. don't, don't spoil it. I'm, I'm still yet to watch any of them. I've liked... Oh, snap. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm, that's all right. It's cool. I'll probably watch them all like, back to back at some time anyway. So. Okay. We won't but... say anything else. But my apologies. <laughs> No, it's all right. Car it's door. Just, it's just really it. good. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, Do you have bad expectations? I didn't know what to expect, to be honest. I mean, I've never, I've never seen any shows made for Netflix, really. So mm -hmm. I didn't know Did what to expect. What beforehand? 
because they did some really cool poster art before it came out. That looked really promising. Yeah, yeah, it did. Then the trailers looked pretty cool. I'm just, mm. I'm glad it went uh, a lot darker than I was expecting it to be. Yeah, it was. You know? Mm. Yeah, it's a lot like more brutal than I think the um, the rest of the Marvel universe, which is quite cool. Yeah. So, I'm like it didn't like remember when I was saying I thought it hopefully it wasn't going to be like uh, a lawyer show where he all right. has well, there's like a case and then he goes and gets in the costume <laughs> and beats up with an undertone of a yeah. whole story throughout the whole series like a Marvel CSI kind of uh, yeah thing. yeah they didn't even go any close anywhere close to that it's like a whole 13 hour movie pretty much yeah uh, yeah cool. see more of that and that also uh, makes it look good for the upcoming series of uh, Luke Cage and. Uh, Jessica Go- uh, Jones. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, I'm excited to see as well, like how they um, kind of cross all those over, like right. see which cats they carry over. Because I'm quite, I'd, I'd be interested to know if they carried Night Nurse through them. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just wonder if like it'll carry over into like the ABC Marvel, like Agents of Shield, or even into the movies. Like if the events will cross affect each other, kind of like the way Captain America Two affected Shield, mm. really big. If there's anything like that, there happen. might there may be references back and forth here because yeah. Shield doesn't really take place in New York so much as everywhere right. else. Right, but I I mean just uh, in general, if any crossovers with any of the Marvel movies or shows will happen, but we'll see. I, I think it's popular. There's every chance it will. I can't see it. But yeah. I'm discarding it because <clears throat> right I kept waiting to see Avengers Tower in the skyline oh. mm. <laughs> I didn't even think about yeah. that I'm so eager to see it like because it was in a lot of the promo art so I'm hoping they do just yeah pop yep for the end of the season well a lot more to see we can't we're not going to spoil anymore for uh which one of you hadn't <laughs> seen it was it Harry yeah yeah all right unfortunately well. but I, I will get over <laughs> to it I <laughs> sit down I've been manic at the minute Understandably. Well, enjoy it when you get there, man. It's awesome. Oh, sure I will. Cheers. <clears throat> All right, moving on. Uh, just a quick thing here before we end recaps. The Power Ranger reboot movie has gotten a director, Dean, I think this is right, Israelite, Israelite from uh, Project Almanac, is going to be directing the movie. Mm. Did anyone see Project Almanac? No, I wanted to see that, though. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Darn it. I was hoping at least one of us had some, <laughs> get some insight, but... I guess we're stuck. I could make something up. Like we just, yeah. <laughs> you could have, and none of us would yeah. have known any different. Like, oh, oh really? <laughs> then we watch it, and we're like, "That was yeah. nothing like that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's scheduled to come out July twenty second, two thousand sixteen. That'll do it for recaps. Recaps. All right. With that, let's move right into the rumor mill. The rumors. Can't get away from the rumor mill. Yeah. Jack, you have something on Hugh Jackman. He sent out a post on Instagram, was a week or so ago, saying, Wolverine, one last time. And it shows a picture of his claws. So do you think that uh, that's going to be like a third actual Wolverine movie, or if it's going to be like in a cameo in Apocalypse? Or What's the thing in the article I was reading? That'll be his last movie, but maybe he'll do a cameo here and there. I, I want one more full Wolverine movie out of him. Yeah. The second one was pretty good. cool if they followed up and did the, the old man Logan film. So it would be like a fair bit down the line. But when he's like, when Hugh Jackman's like 60, 65, bring him back and do, do the old man Logan storyline and have him, you know, have many years in the future from yeah. the series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a hell of a good idea. Yeah. That or just get Clint Eastwood to do it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's got... uh, go ahead, Bob. Make my day. <laughs> Talking right. to his chair. <laughs> All right, anything else on that? Nope, that's it. All right, that'll do it for the rumor mill. The rumors! 
Can't get away from the rumor mill. Yeah. Rumors. All right. Well, let's uh, go around the table and talk some comics here. Uh, who wants to go first? Do you guys want to go first? Yeah. Why not? I've, um, I think I've, the only thing I've literally just finished reading was uh, The Invisible Republic. I've never heard of that. Mm-mm. It's an image title that's just recently come out. And uh, it's cool. Like the, I was kind of attracted to it just because the cover almost looked like Star Wars. I was really curious like what kind of universe it was but it's cool like the illustrations of it um i showed it to harry last week and mm-hmm. they like it's just a really odd illustration it's not the normal look yeah yeah um odd how so, like uh i mean how would you describe it, it that's the one which was all sort of like watercolor yeah. like there wasn't the panel layout wasn't i know that i know people have done it before and it's not you know they, like most times it's, it's got boxes and it's it's chronological right the way it's sort of laid out it almost looks like it's all meant to be one big composition that your eyes cross over so there's not really so many lines and borders and boxes oh, wow. and things. Oh. You, you follow it as it's as it's drawn as opposed to how it's laid out if that makes yeah. any sense uh, it's not yeah it's not directed you sort of just your eyes go you just read it how you would a book yeah. in it and you you follow it sort of huh if yeah. that makes any sense yeah. it's very cool the, the story of it as well it, for a first issue it kind of sets up a lot and it it's kind of one of those ones where you finish it and you're like oh man there's gonna be so much to come in this kind of universe so i'm quite curious to see how they continue it Wow, it does sound good. There's so many good titles on Image, man. It's hard to go wrong. What's that called? Yeah. Uh, Invisible Republic. Invisible Republic. Yeah, nice. it's cool. Awesome. Sounds like it. While, while you're looking that up, because I definitely want to look that up. Make I'm sure just going to type it in. Yeah, take note of that. All right. Well, it's just the right one, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 What was that? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was describing the right one. I had a thought because I'd seen a in <laughs> six, and I was like, I do hope that is the right one. <laughs> I don't have to lie. If not, we'll be sending you an email. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can make things up if you like. The presentation, I can just I'll throw this down all day. Okay. <laughs> the whole episode's full of nothing but lies. Or... Yeah, yeah. People can tag in, but oh, I've got to hunt for this comic, and years later, I'm still not found it <laughs> <laughs> it must have been really underground yeah oh yeah that's all we follow we, <laughs> nothing like with marvel or dc or image is a, is a write-off <laughs> <coughs> excuse me all right well i guess i'll go next here while you're looking that up um i don't know if any of you guys have heard recently uh this year is the 75th anniversary of the joker And in uh, commemorating that, across a lot of the DC comic book covers, they have been uh, putting the Joker on the cover in some way or another. And on the Batgirl cover, it was a picture of him from a killing joke, wearing the Hawaiian shirt, the big purple brim hat, and he uh, is holding Batgirl like Mm, over the the shoulder. The controversial one. Yeah. Yeah, and had the smile written on her, and she looks terrified. Well, that was pulled from the from the issue like yeah. it was too too much i guess for the reader so really like too much what just like i don't too... know exactly like it was too graphic like it was a uh, demeaning to women i guess in some kind uh, of way but uh then it was like i've heard also it was too horrifying for the younger readers and i looked at it and i really didn't think it was that bad i mean somebody did a change on the cover where they changed the way her eyes look instead of being terrified to be like angry or something like that and it changed the whole way it looked at really yeah well i, I, I don't I still don't understand sometimes it changes like the whole image but 
I can't right. see that being too intense. I think I, when I was a kid, I just liked being scared by pictures. Like, the more you can draw from an image, like, if you can see emotion and movement and stuff, the more interesting it is, I think. I'd never shy away from a gory picture of some from some, I don't know, like, Gears of War level type comic or something like that. Like, right. You know, just to put me off, I was, you know, the more you can get from it, the better. Like, especially if it tells a story through, like, uh, expression on their face or something, that's always, like... A fantastic addition, if you exactly. Will. Usually helps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and from the you know from the story they were referencing with that cover, I mean, how else would you have it? You know, them sitting there with their arms around each other. I mean, that was a gruesome story. But anywho, after hearing that, I dug back in my comics, and some time ago I had purchased Batgirl number one of the new Fifty Two when it started. I just wanted to try it out. May see, you know, maybe it's maybe the comic has gone to a real kitty. You know, toward a real kitty angle, and that's why maybe parents are in an uproar about this mm. poster. But it's really not the mm. case. This uh, number one takes place three years after the events of a killing joke. And uh, after she's able to walk again and stuff, her first time back in the field is Batgirl. And it's, it's pretty good, but uh, the whole time is just her remembering that night of opening the door and the Joker shooting her through the spine. And I just, after reading this book, I think, why in the hell is that cover still too graphic? I don't understand, I guess. Yeah, that sounds savage as well. So, like, the cover just wouldn't even be a thing. Like, if you're telling that kind of story, that's going to be a brutal kind of story. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, I don't understand, but, uh, hey, you know, reading this number one was okay. It was a pretty good book. Um, I don't know what else to say. It was a good book. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving on. I because of the comic book guy at uh, the, our local store pushed me in. Well, he didn't really push me into getting it, I guess. I got the Convergence number zero and number one. <laughs> Had a gun to your head. You're going to yeah. buy this gun. You've got to get You can't leave here without these. I, I have to say... What's that? Good head. <laughs> <laughs> I would say with DC doing their whole Convergence, all worlds merging together, and then Marvel doing the same thing, what, next month? Yeah. DC's makes a hell of a lot more sense. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm just you know with the whole battle world that the D or Marvel has right. It's it's all because of uh, Brainiac. Okay. He is pulling cities from the multiverse. He created this like living world, and this world is pulling cities from every world, putting a big dome around them, and then comes out and tells them you know the heroes are going to fight each other. Oh really? Yeah. Like Colosseum kind of fighting. Thunderdome type. Yeah. <laughs> My DC knowledge is generally awful. I follow Batman-ish, but the rest of it, like that, all just went over my head. <laughs> Scott Snyder's run of Batman's hard to ignore. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, I, keep, I keep like saying to Harry, needs to read it. Like Snyder's run of Batman is amazing. amazing. Yeah, um, go over it. To say the least. I gotta start it because I got most of it at home. But yeah, I've never really fought a lot of DC either. I just know characters from here and Mm. there a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm more to the films, I suppose, on that. Mm -hmm. Um, I was always more like a Spider Man fan when I was younger. So Mm. I always gravitated to like the Marvel stuff. There was always Spider Man and like X Men and that kind of. But. and Batman, I just thought looked badass, so I just went that. <laughs> My yeah, problem when buying Batman comics was there was always so many different Batman comics on the shelf. You never really knew which one to get. Of course, now we know. Look for the ones that say Scott Snyder on them. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what's really cool in the back of the book, once you get through the story part, it shows you 
like covers from old uh, DC comics and the world that it's going to actually take place. Oh, really? Like there's the Injustice, Infinite Crisis, the World's End series that was going on, the Future's End. Wow, they got them all in there, don't Batman they? Batman Beyond, yeah, Flashpoint. All those worlds are coming together on this one world that Brainiac made. And they're going to all fight out for each other. So it's it's almost identical to Battleworld, just a, a little bit clearer. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Instead of having the actual comic world is going to be this right. world that's got Marvel zombies versus Ultron, which doesn't make sense. Yeah. But I don't know. It, it's pretty neat. What did you guys uh, think of the news of Marvel Battleworld? <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I feel so. I've not even heard about that. <laughs> oh well. No, what's happening with the upcoming event, the Secret Wars, is uh, I guess only certain stories and variations of characters from the Marvel universe are going to all collide into one world. Some things are going to be left out totally. Yeah. I don't. I, I still don't fully understand it. Yeah. I really don't think anybody does yet. But until we yeah, see I what happens, bits of it kind of on um, like comic book resources or whatever I'd heard people talk about it and I just never fully understood what it was like I, I, it's almost like I need somebody to just hand me something which is like this is the clear picture of what we're doing and then I'll be like oh I get it I get it but um, yeah Convergence I've understood a little bit more but again I read more DC than Marvel so sure. I wish there was like a dummies guide to Battle World <laughs> yeah. because I would definitely buy that thing right there yeah. All right. With, with Convergence, I also got the Convergence Speed Force number one, which follows the Flash. Well, that cover's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's the variant. I can't remember the artist variant. But uh, the only thing I was kind of mad, it wasn't following Barry Allen. It was following Wally West. Oh, really? The second Flash. Yeah, so it was it was pretty neat. He, he basically, he was running to Gotham. All of a sudden, uh, this dome lands over Gotham, and the dome makes everyone lose their powers. Had nothing to do with Batman. It was just Flash there, and he's trying to get out. And all of a sudden, there's like a teleprompter. The, the whole dome looks like a honeycomb, and each honeycomb there was like a teleprompter showing all the different worlds. And you just hear this voice saying, "What's going to happen? You guys are going to fight." And then the dome releases, and they're out free. And he's got to fight Wonder Woman. The Flash, the Flash does. does. Yeah, in the next issue. So that power. No, no, they got their power back after the dome dropped. Because oh, I right. guess they it made them live there for like a year. They had no like, idea what was going on. Be a very long comic. Like they'll just knock each other out and then get back up, and then it's going to just end in something. <laughs> yeah, if you go up and stow someone's head in. Or <laughs> I thought you meant like yeah, that could be an interesting read, I guess. Yeah, it, it does sound interesting. I think I'd like to read that probably. I mean, I'll wait till they're all out and try it then. But the whole wall is just covered with Superman, Batman, Green Lantern, Arrow, Flash, One Woman. Hmm. All the they're all separate convergence ish uh, stories. Well, Batman definitely has the advantage over everyone. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> doesn't have any superpowers to be taken away unless they deplete his uh, bank account. <laughs> yeah, we'll take away your science. We've yeah. taken all your money. <laughs> all right. Anything else? No, I can't wait to see a little bit more of it. Yeah, it looks pretty neat. All right, cool. Well, with that, let's move right into... Real World Heroes! Jack, who do we have this week? This week we have Darnell Barton from New York. And what has Darnell Barton done to deserve a spot on our wall of justice? He is a New York bus driver. He was driving around with a bus full of uh, high school students one day. And as he was driving over, coming up to an overpass, he noticed uh, a lady hanging over the overpass, kind of 
on the other side with her arms behind her holding on like she was going to jump. Oh, wow. Okay. Into the traffic underneath. So he pulled over, stopped, asked if she needed help. She didn't really respond, so he ended up calling the cops, got out the bus, walked over, started talking to her, grabbed her, helped her over the edge, talked to her for about 20 minutes. And and they, she ended up getting help and pretty much saved her because she was about to jump. Wow. There was a lot of people there on bikes and, like, rollerblading back and forth that were just passing her like nothing. Just ignoring her. Yep, but he actually stopped and did what wow. any good person should really have done. Yeah. No, that's crazy, man. I guess when he got back on the bus, uh, everyone on the bus, you know, stood up and gave him applause. Oh, yeah. Well, understandably, I gave him applause. <laughs> <laughs> and for that, Darnell Barton, you have found a spot on our wall of justice. In the hall of heroes. So thank you for your good deeds, sir. All right. Let's talk about a few stories here, and then we'll turn our attention over to Nick and Harry and talk about Snow the Dawn. First thing I've got here, we all know now that Marvel is going to be putting Spider-Man uh, in the Civil War movie, right? But we just didn't know what variation hmm. of Spider-Man we were going to be seeing. If it was young Peter Parker, old Peter Parker, I had even heard uh, Miles Morales was a possibility at one point. I never thought that one was going to happen. No, no. And this may come as no news to anyone. It sure didn't to me. But they are using the high school years Peter Parker at approximately age 15 to 16. Yep. So cool. I think that's for the best. I mean, how are you going to do it with... Well, I don't know. In the comics Civil War, he Peter Parker was a lot older. But, yeah. you know, they, Marvel hasn't been able to establish the character in the current universe they're doing. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how they do that. They said it's not going to be... It's not one everyone associates with, though, first. Because, like, just, just the origin story of it, isn't it? And he's always, you know, he's young in the origin. So mm. if they're introducing him to a universe from the off, they probably want to... To it from square one, I guess, yeah. and have him have him young. They're not going to start deep. him from origin, though. He's going to, I guess, already have his powers. Just be oh, yeah. to work him yeah. through it. But I think you'll associate him with uh, associate with the character a bit more if he's the younger version of it, I suppose. To because you don't need to so much know too much backstory if they've got like a Peter Parker who's like fifty with a beard. You're going to wonder like <laughs> what, <laughs> he what the heck he even doing? That's true. Yeah, I mean, and you don't have to be a comic book fan at this day and age to really know his origin. Like you said, oh, yeah. we've seen so many movies and variations of his origin. We're good. <laughs> yeah. I quite like the fact that he's he's in high school as well. That that gives him a lot of like room to tell uh, quite an emotional story because obviously you go through the high school years. There's so much emotion that you're going to go through. Right. So you kind of got as well as him being a hero. There's there's a lot that they can do with it and tell, which I think is very cool. I'm excited to see it. I just wonder if they'll keep it really close to the uh, Civil War comic story, you know, him becoming Tony Stark's apprentice. and Probably have a science yeah. fair. He'll win a science fair and Tony Stark, the prize will be like something from Tony from Stark <laughs> Enterprise. Probably. <laughs> we'll have the spider suit. Oh, boy, <laughs> wouldn't it be awesome if we got to see a big screen version of the Iron Spider? insane. <sighs> I'd imagine that probably will be the case. Like, I'd put money on that, I think. It just, like, it's the sensible thing, I guess. Like, if you look at any of the Civil War stuff, it's, that's like yeah, the outfit. So I'd, I'd say that's a given. I reckon that you're going to see that. I will probably piss myself in my seat if I see that on the screen. I would be so excited. I can't yeah, hear yeah. a squeal in the audience. There's Jeremy <laughs> sitting over there. Yeah. 
I'd definitely take a box set if you're gambling on it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I reckon there's a 90% chance that's that's gonna happen. Sure, I'm sure there is. I just I'm I'm so excited. I can't wait. That was one of my favorite stories out of the whole Marvel universe was the Civil War. All right. Yeah. Anyway, moving along, Jack. Something on Avengers 3D glasses. Yes, uh, during the, the Avengers first movie, Marvel and Disney made a special set of 3D glasses to watch the movies in. They were all based on uh, Thor, Captain America, Hulk, and Iron Man. Okay. I don't remember them. I went, uh, and I, I went and saw them on open night, and went and saw it on opening night. Maybe it just wasn't the right theater. But this year they're doing the same thing, except they're doing seven pairs of glasses. Based on Hulk, Captain America, Black Widow, Iron Man, and Thor, plus Vision and Ultron. <laughs> Poor Hawkeye. <laughs> I, know, I was just going to say, yeah. the article I was reading it said, uh, uh, Jeremy Renner had no comment about it. <laughs> uh, did you happen to see uh, the, the, it was like Gillette and Tony yes. Stark teamed up to make Avengers themed like face razors? Yeah. I saw that on our Twitter this morning. I saw you posted that. So damn ridiculous. When we were at the grocery store yesterday, we were walking down the the aisle with toothbrushes and razors, and I was like, Misty, oh, stop. I was like, I saw some article about Gillette and doing Avengers-themed razors, and I was like, well, maybe they're not out yet. Oh, but no. I, I don't think it's a real thing. It's definitely not real. <laughs> <laughs> the Hulk-themed one was funny. There was like a single button on the back of it. I mean, they made it look like an actual Gillette razor commercial, but it was like... Here's the Hulk version razor, and you hit this gamma button on the back, and the little razor like hulked out to this like, like 400 four, its size, like four foot long, two foot high thing. What was the, the... the Captain America shot out a shield that it didn't pass once, twice, but 84 times across right. your face. It kept passing, getting closer to the skin. Then the the Thor one had little lightning bolts yeah. in it. You just <laughs> yeah. oh, they probably didn't put that one on sale because people would just modify it and make makeshift tasers. So. <laughs> <laughs> I at first thought it was real though, but yeah, after that I was like, yeah, we're not going to see these anytime soon. At what point did you actually decide it wasn't real? Because oh. I think the scene the the razor getting massive and green. I'd have probably thought this was a joke. Yeah, that's <laughs> that about it. was the point for me. That was—I yeah. don't remember what the first one was. The first one was Iron Man because it was talking about repulsor technology. Oh, and it would yeah. just like shoot a beam. And... No, that. excuse me. That was the point because I thought they were just like light up things. You see, that's what I thought. People too. make that kind of shit, yeah. you know. So I wouldn't put it past anyone to make these actual like razors that look this way. But yeah, when they're starting to shoot beams and growing in size, like okay. Iron Man, I thought it was just like a fun thing that they were just screwing around with. And then the Hulk one where it grew, I was like, okay. <laughs> the glasses are coming from the real D3D people, I guess. That's the company. Uh, they'll be available at participating theaters that support the real D3D experience. So maybe that's, I didn't go to a, a real D3D theater when I Are we going Avengers. to see the 3D one? Yep. Are we? Yeah. Sweet. No pricing has been released yet. I guess you may have to pay a little bit extra. Wonder how much. Like if you're already, oh, you said a real 3D screen. Yeah, that's it. Will be for us. It will be. Yeah, because that's an AMC theater. Okay. At, yeah, at AM, most AMC theaters will have them. What's so special about them? I mean, do they are they worth getting? Have you seen them? Mm-hmm. They look neat. They look. Yeah, they look all right. I'll have to pull it up. As long as it's not like growing on, around my head or anything, like the Hulk <laughs> razor. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway. Moving along. 
Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has a spinoff confirmed for ABC, uh, and it's said that in the events coming in the next few episodes before the season's over, we'll shed light onto what the spinoff is actually going to be about. But uh, what I've been seeing on the internet, and what you kind of get from last week's uh, cliffhanger, was that uh, Agent May finds Coulson's been keeping all this extra stuff from her, and now she's uh, joined the real S.H.I.E.L.D. to go after him, maybe. All those don't look too bad. No, they're not bad. Uh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't wear them all over the place. No. <laughs> no save that not. and put it on the website. Yeah, you have to put those on like uh, Instagram so people can see. Are you guys uh, Shield fans at all? Uh, I'm a little bit. Like I've got into it more. I didn't really enjoy the first series, but then I don't know. Maybe a couple of episodes into the second series, I've really got into it now. Yeah, season um, one was rough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but no, I'm enjoying it now, and I actually get excited about it each week a little bit, so it's yeah. good. It's gotten a I don't lot really keep up with a lot of TV series. I sort of, like, flicker in and out. I think the only TV series I ever watch back-to-back have been Ashes to Ashes, Life on Mars, and Game of Thrones. So mm. my comic TV series is, is poor, so I'd probably need to look into that. Daredevil's probably a good place to start, I'd imagine. Life yeah. on oh, Mars. Yeah. Is that still Sorry? going? Or do you guys have your own version of it? It's a wild guy. Thing. It was a while back. Yeah. Was... Oh, okay. I was gonna say because that was a good show and they ended it all of a sudden. I don't yeah, they did one. Life on Mars, then they did Ashes to Ashes, and that was like two, three seasons or something yeah. like that. That was really great. I, I preferred Ashes to Ashes to Life on Mars, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I, could, <laughs> I could talk for hours about Ashes to Ashes. <laughs> Never even heard of those. Where oh, the hell have yeah. I been? Really cool. Yeah, like the concepts of guy goes into well life on mars guy goes into a coma wakes up in the oh god what year was it 60s something like that uh, yeah and something like that after. and then the ashes to ashes the same sort of concept but the woman uh, goes into a coma and she wakes up in the 80s so yeah and there's some cool cars in it there's like the cortina in the in the life on mars and there's the quattro in ashes to ashes mm. yeah plenty of cool stuff Are really cool on netflix at all oh, no, uh, they're quite they're quite a while back now. It could be. Could be, yeah. But they're probably not that expensive to buy anyway. I'll have to but look. That sounds really I would good. I would lend them to you, but it could be an issue like getting them over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might be a costly a little shipping bill right there. Plus, they're my dad's, and he might frown upon that. <laughs> oh, yeah, we don't <laughs> want to piss your dad them. off. Let's tell him we'll send them back. <laughs> <laughs> the guys at Candy are stand-up guys. <laughs> All right. I guess it hasn't been picked up for a third season yet, but they, they think it's pretty much going to happen. It's pretty much guaranteed, yeah. I'm sure it will be. Agent Carter, not so much. I loved Agent Carter. It was good. Yeah, there, it. I don't know. By Around the time Agent Carter was coming out, I th- I've already told you a million times, but the whole thing with Sky just, oh, what's wrong with me? What's yeah. wrong with me? Every episode was getting kind of boring, and Agent Carter was really nice to lean on for like seven episodes till we went back i really enjoyed it and i, I hope like we see more period. of it yeah it was cool yeah all right well i think that's all the stories we have to talk about so with that let's just turn our attention over to nick good and harry hughes thanks again for being with us guys yeah no worries. all right and we definitely want to thank you for sending us uh first couple of issues of snow the dawn and they look like they're still in the works correct the two that we sent you are definitely finished and we're doing third one at the moment yeah that's it okay did we send the one second. shot as well? No. No. Oh, that's why. I, I was going to say, when you said three, I was like, we've, we've done three, we've done four. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about the story of Snow the Dawn. 
Okay, Nick. <laughs> Over to you. <laughs> uh, it's always a little bit tough for me to say because there's so much in my head that I try and put out. But um, I think the basic idea of it is that it's kind of a superhero story set against a bit of a politically and environmentally corrupt world. Right. Yeah. Good, uh, good way of doing it. Yeah. yeah. In the future as well. Yeah. Future. Yeah. Future. Yeah. That's a key point as well. Uh, like, uh, just in the future, right? Yeah. Uh, Twenty. What was it? <laughs> yeah. Well, you wrote it. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah. I think twenty seventy nine. But um, yeah. So we basically just wanted to tell a bit of the superhero story that I think was kind of had a lot going on to it and a universe that had a lot of different aspects. So it didn't just follow superheroes. There was a lot of other things going on in it as well. Um, so yeah, it was, it's it's a bit all over the place. I think in my head, anyway. Sure. I've so. seen I've seen the notes, and they're extensive. Yeah. Um, so it, it could go a lot of places. If, like I could be doing a lot of drawing. Yeah. Uh, based on what I've seen written down. So it's it, yeah, there's a lot to be done. But from what I've seen of the story, I know the I know the layout of it. But yeah, it looks really cool. But it's um, I don't know. It's sort of like it's. It's different from a, a. Oh god, this is this is the part where I sell it really badly. Um, <laughs> it's not the average superhero thing where it's like really it's quite dark and gritty, so it's a bit like Gotham esque. Yeah, obviously sure. in England, so there's a lot of English terminology and things like that, which I like. I think it's different because a lot of comics are uh, US based, like primarily, so that's a slight different to it. And it's sort of grounded as well. We haven't taken anything where it's like laser vision or any of that sort of stuff. It's yeah. all, uh, uh, it's it was all based on real human uh, factors. Like uh, it's based off an adrenaline-based uh, power. So essentially, he's just an amplified human as opposed to being any sort of like flying uh, laser sense. shooting or yeah. anything like that. So it's quite, um, it's not too hard to get your head around, but it's quite. There's a lot of depth to it with all the political stuff, like. That goes over my head. It's, yeah, yeah, right. It's it, but no, no. That's I think that's a rough summary without actually yeah. telling just, the whole story. The story. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. We don't want to give anything up here. So, uh, I mean, the idea. Where did where did this idea come from for Snow? Uh, do you like the exact moment? Um, <laughs> oh, whichever you please. The exact moment oh, or the well, inspiration. Um, we were coming back from Solihull in my car we passed an estate in Stratford and I was kind of saying that I wanted to get more illustrative work done um, and Nick was saying he wanted to get more writing yeah. stuff done and he goes oh let's I'll tell you what we could just do a comic yeah. <laughs> and I think that's how it spawned yeah I think and, over the space of having a Nando's we yeah, came we, up with the idea of we ate chicken and then <laughs> came up with it <laughs> um, then ended up Pretty much every car journey between places, throwing more ideas yeah. at one another, and there were some crazy ones, like really, really stupid, yeah. <laughs> stupid ideas. Oh but, man, I gotta yeah. hear at least one of those stupid ideas. Oh god. <laughs> um, okay, one of them. Uh, it's quite dark, but it was stupid because it was so dark. We basically said we would, because uh, it's based on adrenaline. That was sort of a thing we kept from the off. We had the idea that obviously he's got to get that the formula, which makes it, it gives him that, put it in him somehow. Right. Um, and one of our first ideas was that he was going to be a bit of a junkie. <laughs> and, oh. 
<laughs> someone would offer him some new drug and he'd shoot up on it and it would kick off from there. But we thought it would be a bit hard for people to relate to and that, yeah. you know, you can't really imagine him with a load of friends or right. what <laughs> you necessarily. Because so, if he really enjoyed that drug, he'd just want more of it and then it could just become just a comic about illegal drugs. Yeah. So, that was probably the best one. That's that's funny. It I don't think it go the hero route. That's for sure. Well, it's a, it's got like it's, there's a there's an option, yeah. opportunity to go with it if we want to ever do like a alternate universe or like spin off yeah. story. We can always just go down the what if he was a drug addict. Um, Snow the junkie. Yeah, Snow the junkie. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know when you write that one. I want to read that. Yeah, don't don't hold your breath. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. Oh man. So, uh, tell us, what did you guys grow up on? What inspired you guys to start writing and uh, start drawing? Oh, drawing it first. Okay. Um, drawing wise, uh, I struggle to think. Like, I can I can keep artists I find inspiring, like uh, Norman Rockwell, bit of an American one. That'll mm-hmm. be one I'd imagine you'd know. Uh, yeah. John Romita Jr. Comic wise, I think I got a lot of that through when I used to get Spider-Man comics, um, which was not actually one I went out and bought myself. I remember my nan came back once with a Spider-Man comic, which she bought me, and then I, I remember just subscribing to loads then. And that was like my, I think that's my only real comic collection that I've ever had. I just had a load of the um, Astonishing Spider-Man comics. So from, nice. I think that's it's late 90s, early 2000s, something like that. So. Uh, so I, a lot of John Romita Jr.'s work I took note of, and then I sort of just found other things from from that. Like there's an artist called, I hope I get his name right, it's Bill Shienkovics or Shienkowicz or something like that. I, I'm bad with the pronunciation of the name, but he did a load of DC stuff, and I saw a load of his Batman things. So I've been more drawn. My comic collection isn't necessarily that big. I've, like, I've got, a, by all standards, a really bad comic collection. <laughs> but I do have quite a good collection of, like, art references and things like that which I think where my interest of things are spawned from so yeah like I've moved on from I don't necessarily buy comics of the artists that I like I more research them and like I've got art books of like I've got a big DC anthology art book I've got recently bought uh, Adam Hughes art book as well no relation but yeah it's that's incredible um so yeah I think I've just always had a passion for like finding artwork and I've got a really odd taste like i'm very illustrative i don't like i'm oh gosh i could really put piss off a load of people and tell people <laughs> i hate my art and <laughs> i could go off on them so i shan't but yeah i think i i think comics have been a really good base for me to get inspiration from so yeah i've just picked up stuff along that route and it's led me to do a comic because i sort of understood the layout of it all and i've got quite a few artists through the comic world that inspire me so I think it was just naturally that I progressed into doing some work on a comic I think Very that's nice. some of it roughly that, that, was a, that was a detailed answer yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I could ask this with John yeah <laughs> I'd like to thank uh, my mother <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was trying to take it out far, but yeah <laughs> how about you? yeah my answer is just going to be terrible <laughs> Yeah. Um, yes, I wrote that down. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, fun. <laughs> I think mine mainly just came from um, watching a lot of films when I was younger, and I think I always was attracted to the idea of 
writing something that would, somebody would relate to or engage with. And then I think probably the exact moment that I knew I wanted to write something was when I watched um, Almost Famous. And I just... Good movie. Yeah, and there was something in the way that Cameron Crowe, like, put it across and also tied it in with music, because music's such a big part of my life, that I pretty much was just sat there thinking, I want to write something like this someday where somebody will associate a song with a scene. And... I haven't thought of that. Like, film is a massive one. Like, yeah. And, like, actually, yeah, anything visual is also a bit of a huge inspiration. Like, films, massively. Yeah. Like, I can watch films and I see a scene and I'm like, oh, that would be kind of awesome if you did that. And I've done loads of just random work, which is nothing to do with anything in particular. It's just yeah, I, based I think, off of seeing a part of a film. I think we always do that whenever we're storyboarding and we're always yeah. like, this scene would be amazing. Oh, yeah. if <laughs> we basically, it, it's a riff off of loads of films. Like, <laughs> if you like, if you've seen the Dark Knight films. Um, yeah. No, it's not yeah. quite that bad. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Films is actually a huge inspiration either way. Yeah. massively yeah I definitely know for my writing is that that was kind of a pinpoint and then I just started reading as well a lot of books um, stuff like High Fidelity and On the Road and books like that with a lot of kind of emotion that you relate to I always think that that's one of the greatest things that you can write is if somebody connects with it and they're just like this is what I'm feeling right now mm. right. so I think I, um, I think that's where my passion and love for it came from mm. very nice now you two sound like you've been uh, buddies for some time, or, or have you? How'd you guys come to work together? Ten years we've known. Yeah, we we knew each other through high school. We yeah. got planted in the same form together, so yeah. we had okay. to get along. No choice. Yeah, we've known each other for a while, I guess, but we hadn't really done a, like a a project, event, a project no. together. I think we're too too casual. We're not. I'm quite hard to motivate too. I like anyone who wants to potentially pick me up for a job. Like, bear this in mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I think I wouldn't have. If someone had said to me back in when I was at high school that I was going to do end up sitting down and taking the time to draw a comic book with Nick, which Nick had written, I could probably have. I'd probably laughed at whoever it was that was telling me. And told them that there was no way I would sit down and, and take that much time. And uh, if they'd told me how much time it would take, I'm, it's not that I'm impatient. I'm like, I, I go off my stuff quite quickly, so I can I can draw like a picture, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm I'm happy with that. And then it'll be like a week down the line, I'm like, oh, I, I hate that. You are your own worst critic. Yeah, well, I think you've got to be critical if you want to come out with something good, I suppose. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it, it means I, I take a lot of time on things. I, I probably spend more time than I should mapping out an idea than I do actually executing a finished piece, which has been a problem with a load of people who have worked with me. <laughs> <laughs> but and Nick's quite laid back as well, so it's a strange combination by all by all extents it should not work at all like we should we probably should just be sat down with like a load of ideas and post-it notes yeah. <laughs> with nothing to show of it but food and like empty <laughs> but somehow it worked but yeah. yeah i think we both got to the point where we realized i both hate i hate my job i should probably do something about that and the easiest way to do it i was like Nick writes stories, I can draw. And then Nick was like, I write stories, Harry can draw. So it did, yeah, it went yeah. together. But yeah, 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 we've been for a while, a long time. So it makes it easier, I think, yeah. Absolutely. I, it's not cool having a boss that you don't get along with. 
and them telling you their you know what they want you to what they want from you because it makes me 90 percent more unlikely <laughs> to do yes. it yeah. <laughs> i know the feeling yeah exactly that's the other thing as well i think because we've known each other for quite a while we've like a while we know how each other works so i think it's quite easy that when we both started we kind of said well if you write and research it you illustrate it we won't kind of get in each other's way mm. but um we also like to do the storyboard together so that we can kind of discuss ideas or change things around. Yeah, sure. Well, like, as much as Nick writes the entirety of it, he'll sit down, I'll sit down with him, rather, and I'll we'll, I'll throw my angle in on things. And as much as I do the illustrations, Nick will have ideas on things as well. So a lot is a combined effort. There's not anything which yeah. any one of us has done no. solely from start to finish. Like, we've all picked at one another's. Yeah, craft, it's, it's mainly right? Harry just saving me from writing really terrible ideas. <laughs> 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 yeah. Harry go, yeah, about that. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, okay. Mm, yeah. No, there's been a few of those, but equally so. I think some drawing things have gone back and forth. So it's, yeah, I think we've got a good dynamic that we've been. We're not too like. I think any advice or critique we give, we, or we criticize one another. We take it on the chin because mm. we don't really. Um, I was about to say we don't really care that much, but we're not too like particular about, and we don't take offence. That's that's probably the best yeah, way to say yeah. it. So like, if something's really bad, we'll we'll say it, and we're not too offended by it. So mm. yeah, I think it helps that we've we've known each other for a while and we get along. So mm. it makes Absolutely. a difference. Absolutely, yeah. Well, it's like it's like a, a band, or sometimes you know. It, the smallest thing can split the split a band up, but if you're if you're tight, if you know your buddies, if you're tight with each other, you get yeah, a good thing yeah. going here, man. Don't be yeah, so we'll... sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not Blink One Eight Two. Oh my! No, it's a big Blink One Eight Two follower. Yeah. There you are. <laughs> I've just I've just thrown down a shot, and Nick's taking that on the chin. <laughs> oh, you guys are great. Oh man! Now, I, Nick, you said that uh, music is a big part of your life. I mean, outside of just listening to it, are you are you a musician or Blink One Eight Two? Big yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm auditioning for Blink. Um, I, uh, I I dabble in playing, but it's awful. So I, I'd probably just say what he's saying is he can, he can make noise. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's not good. But um, yeah, no, mainly just like listen to it pretty much anything i do i think i have to listen to music it's yeah. like i find it odd like whenever i'm writing i can't write in mm. silence so just, well there's always we've always listened to music and stuff when we're doing anything, anything to do with it yeah. really if we're about there's always some music on or something yeah and i think like probably since our first issue as well i've always thrown around the idea of doing like a playlist oh yeah like an audio playlist so if you had like an online version of the comic you mm. could um it would have a playlist with it that you could, there'd be a almost like a soundtrack to the oh, comic nice. that'd be awesome but we weren't ever sure how to lay it out. Well, you can. We could do it on like uh, my Behance page. You can do something similar. I think you can import music files. I'm not sure. I don't know. But um, I'm sure it was. There was a project before which had a soundtrack to it, which I've seen. I'm always but, debating with the idea of doing it. It's just it's just how because it's it's yeah. kind of like you need a spe- you'd need to say mm-hmm. the specific scene which this song goes with, and I think that's yeah. the hard part. Is it's... Or you'd have to mix the music so it fit perfectly, and I don't have time for that. Just have like, like a <laughs> right. gigabyte. I say, I say I don't have time for that. I don't have the technical ability to even <laughs> attempt that, so... <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not on the list. No. But it's a, it's another idea that we've had, which <laughs> isn't stupid. <laughs> we've had a right. few 
Well, no, and we've seen that before. Um, but no, that's a hell of a good idea. Now, you, know, you say when you guys are uh, working, you like to have music playing in the background. Mm-hmm. Now, is there a certain kind of music that you prefer to play that you feel like helps you deliver a better product, or is it just anything that anything uh, playing uh, in the background? Or I think Harry dabbles in pretty much everything. <laughs> yeah, uh, my music taste is obscene. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can be listening to like uh, DMX one minute, <laughs> and then I'll listen to. Like, I don't know, recent, like, Milky Chance. Don't you have heard of them? Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll, I'll listen to that as well. So, I, yeah, I don't know. I, if, I, if you told me to pick a genre that I would, you know, most listen to, I, I couldn't give you an answer. But I think Nick's a bit more particular in his music, and it is usually Nick's playlist that we listen to, because if it was mine, <laughs> it could cause problems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just spinning the to taste. But, yeah, I think mine normally comes down to, like, indie or kind of punk rock something mm. fast I guess uh, yeah. but we'll, we'll spin some classics you know? yeah there's there's plenty of classics we'll some Jackson 5 just yeah. like, <laughs> like the one we've been listening to a lot actually uh, the Gardens of the Galaxy soundtrack yeah that's are. great oh my god I got it like sitting right next to me here <laughs> yeah, there you are yeah I know that was one we've spun a few times mm. uh, yeah we've, we've we've been like kicking into the, the old school stuff so yeah but, yeah yeah, yeah. Like, she's like some weird 70s acid yeah. trip. <laughs> really, it'll all be like pink and green. And like, <laughs> Throw on Boston's just... first album and go to town. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> very cool, very cool. So do you guys uh, take your project out to any Comic-Cons or anything like that? No. Not, not yet. Yeah, yeah, no. no. Um, I guess we would, but... Yeah. Uh, it's... It's sort of it's a slow, a slow work really. Yeah, I think we've done a lot through like social as well, like yeah. Twitter and Behance. I think we've done a lot mm. of promotion through that and just getting it out. Um, Nick's definitely the more uh, promotional side of it. I just like talking to. Yeah, him. Nick, Nick's quite social. I'm not anti-social. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nick, you get around some of this. Yeah, DMX, so yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, li- I listen to prison music basically. <laughs> yeah. That's why people are staying away here. Either hearing your DMX yeah, come out your right. car steering. I think so, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, uh, I can't remember what we were talking about now. <laughs> I was just kidding. Yeah, I, I've actually seen DMX in concert years back, and it's pretty good. I'm, oh. I'm not much on rap, but yeah, DMX no, is pretty I'd, good. I'd, uh, I don't know what I'd give to have been the there. Jealousy but, on Harry's face right now. Yeah. Oh, massive. <laughs> fan. I think Public Enemy was one of the best I'd seen. Like oh, personally. Wow. Saw them at NAS Festival last year, and that was awesome. But I'd have loved, I'd love to see DMX. That'd be great. It was a good time. But, it was. Uh, he was opening up for. Who was it? It was him and Godsmack were opening up for Limp Bizkit. Oh, excellent! Another I choice. Remember when they it's played like, together? Yeah. yeah. Do you have playlists? Because Godsmack, DMX. That's two ticked <laughs> off right there. <laughs> well, this was a I different time. Them together. What's wow. that? I would not put that together. Was it a Godsmack concert that he was supporting? No, no, no. It was, uh, they were both there supporting Limp Biscuit and uh, oh, the Starfish. Another one. It was like oh, 10 man. years ago. Oh, it's been that's a minute what, ago, yeah. That's the lineup I've ever heard, yeah. Limp Biscuit, <laughs> Godsmack, and DMX. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> At wonderful. the time, it was incredible. I mean, nowadays, you'd probably see that list come the other way around. Limp Biscuit opened no, up for them. No, I would be shocked if I saw that <laughs> headlining. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. like, oh, lip biscuit, take me back. Yeah. <laughs> they did it all for the nookie. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, where can uh, our listeners find your guys's book? 
I know it's uh, on Comixology. Yeah. Is there anywhere else? Yeah, it's on Comixology, and then I think in the US you can get it through Dimfro Comics. Nice. Um, so if you just go to their site, they've got like physical copies of it, and I think they're launching issue two in yeah. like a month. We think. Uh, yeah, month something like that. Um, we had planned it for like December. This is like a yeah, classic example of our timekeeper. Yeah. So it came out physical issue in UK in December, and then we tried to time it at the same time in the US, but mm. didn't quite work. Because it's based like we can say that it, yeah, it, it, it's set around Christmas, so yeah. it's got Christmas yeah. themes. You sort of notice it in issue one and issue two. Yeah. So we wanted to have them out uh, Christmas side of last year, which mm. we we did here, but. Yeah, just, yeah. I think yeah. just difficulty with timekeeping and scheduling and stuff. It, it, it's too exciting. Yeah, yeah. I had a heavy Christmas. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of food coming. Well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, yes, yeah, Dimfro Comics is probably where you can pick up a physical issue. It's on Comicsology. Um, I think they're the big places to get it. Yeah, I feel like such a massive list. I don't know if anyone listening will be able to <laughs> keep track of it. Yeah. Well, I tell you, we'll help you out by putting uh, all those links and everything on our website. Awesome. Help get right. the listeners over there a little bit easier. Thank Jeez. you. Thank you. Well, thanks for being with us, guys. It's been a hell of a lot of fun. You guys Thank are a trip. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's been awesome. Yeah, it's been good fun. Yeah. Well, what else we got on the website, Jack? Uh, we got show recaps, photos. Uh, trailers, movie trailers, little photos of we or videos that we find that are pretty funny, like uh, Gillette Razors. <laughs> the Gillette Razor trailer? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, we have a Candare video game store, comic book store, and movie store. And don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandarePod and on Instagram at Cand underscore air. You can put a visual with what you're hearing. And we're on Facebook. What was the Facebook handle? Facebook.com slash CandarePod. I said it wrong last week. Oh, you did? Yep. Okay. I would, I'm not Facebook savvy. I you you, you tag, type Candare, you'll see it. There we go. All right. Uh, well, until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. Jack Doherty. Howard Hughes. Nick Good. And we'll see you next time. Another great episode of Canned Air, huh, sure Timmy? Was. Let's go outside. All right. Hey, kids. Oh, my God, who's that? It's Creeper, the worst G.I. Joe character ever made. That's right. I heard you guys were going to go outside. Why don't you stay inside and go to www.cannedairpodcast.com where you can get some scoop on past episodes, see movie trailers, and go to the Canned Air game store, video store, and comic book store. Yay! With cannedairpodcast.com, we'll never have to go outside again. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! Oh. Okay. This is not real. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. 
Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.